Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Are you ready to enhance your future in tech? Then it's time to make your move to the UK. The nation that has more tech unicorns than France, Germany and Sweden combined. The nation that was third in the world to have a $1 trillion tech sector valuation. The nation where great talent comes together. Visit gov.uk forward slash great talent to see how you can work, live and move to the UK. Thanks to everyone who supports Daily Tech News Show directly. To find out more, head to dailytechnewsshow.com slash support. This is the Daily Tech News for Wednesday, Wednesday, September 19th, 2018 in Los Angeles. I'm Tom Merritt. And from Studio Feline, I'm Sarah Lane. From uh, what feels like a local zoo sometimes because we got a snake, a cat, and two dogs, I'm Scott Johnson. (laughs) Trying to steal Sarah's. And I'm Roger J. Yeah, I get a dog and Scott's like, yeah, well, you know what? Well, guess what? I have a real zoo. I have a snake. So there. Uh, hey, folks, uh, we're going to talk about a couple of, of new reports out from Strategy Analytics and eMarketer uh, showing the shifting sands between smart speakers and ad sales and Amazon and Google and what that might mean for you. But let's start with a few tech things you should know. Apple has paid back 13.2 billion euros in back taxes, plus 1.2 billion euros in interest. And the EU will now drop its litigation over Apple's tax relationship with Ireland. The amount goes into escrow while Ireland pursues an appeal of the decision that a tax break to Apple was indeed illegal. Hmm, thanks for paying us back. And what should be a surprise to nobody, Guillermo Rambo at 9to5Mac notes that some code in the setup app for the beta of iOS 12.1 contains the string iPad 2018 fall. Most, most people expect Apple to announce new iPads later this year, so this is just more confirmation that that's probably going to happen. At this point, anything like that, I'm like, it was an intentional thing. I might be wrong. They, it just or, or seems they, yeah, like... They just don't even care anymore. Like, y'all know there's it, no it iPads just, coming. It just seems like it's like, let's just put some in the code, yeah. and then someone will pick it up, and it'll be a story. Yeah. All right, let's talk a little bit more about nostalgia, Scott. Well, let's do that. If you are fond of your childhood or your young adulthood or whenever this happened, you might be excited about Sony's new announcement today that a miniature version of the original PlayStation game console is available for pre-order for $100, 100 euros, or 9,980 yen. Uh, this launches December 3rd. It's a worldwide launch. comes with preloaded games. There are 20 titles in, to- in total. Uh, they include Final Fantasy VII, which I think is an odd pick, uh, Tekken 3, which is the best Tekken, so I get that one, Ridge Racer Type 4. Uh, the bundle comes with two classic PS1 controllers, and like I said, 20 total games. Uh, a lot of them are first party, a few third party, uh, if you're like me and you lived through this era uh, very intently like I did, you'll know that the initial 3D era, era of the PS1 and N64 don't hold up that well uh, all these years later. They're okay. You're going to have some nostalgia in some sectors. Some people are going to be really stoked about this, but 
I'm not sure this has me as excited as something like the Super NES or the NES did. I will say that as a fond, I used to actually still, I had my old PS1 until it died. And I remember plugging it into my HDTV and being disappointed at how blurry and jaggy and basically eye-bendingly horrible everything looked. At, yeah. uh, at, at, and they'll, pro- they'll probably address that with this unit. But the thing that I find interesting is that the last generation of 2D sprite-based gaming with the uh, SNES, Neo Geo, whatever, works holds up really well. Not so what you were saying with the first gen of 3D gaming because they were just starting out and the resolution textures were so low. Yeah, they they had a kind of a low poly thing going on. They had, uh, like you say, that kind of crusty ugliness. I don't think that's going to change here because we're talking about a... I'm Nick Friedman. I'm Lee Alec Murray. And I'm Leah President. And this is Crunchyroll Presents The Anime Effect. We are a new show breaking down the anime news, views, and shows you care about each and every week. I can't think of a better studio to bring something like this to life. Yeah, I agree. We're covering all the classics. If I don't know a lot about Godzilla, which I do, but I'm trying to pretend (laughs) that I don't right now. Hold it in. And our current faves. Luffy must have his due. (laughs) Tune in every week for the latest anime updates and possibly a few debates. Oof. I remember, what was that? (laughs) Say what you're going to say and I'll circle back. You can listen to Crunchyroll Presents The Anime Effect every Friday wherever you get your podcasts. And watch full video episodes on Crunchyroll or the Crunchyroll YouTube channel. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at uh1.com. A purist approach to these sorts of things. They want it to look like the original. They may have some video settings for widescreen or filling in some blank areas you would normally have with four by three aspect ratio. All of that wouldn't surprise me, but they're going to have a hard time convincing me that what we thought looked really cool in 1995 and 96 is going to look really cool in 2018. Whereas you can do that with pixel based sprites and stuff. Uh, development is ongoing for games like that. Spend any time on, on Steam or any other place where you can get indie games. Hundreds of them are made in that aesthetic, and it holds up and it works, both modern and old. I'm not sure about this stuff. So whoever's excited, I'm jazzed for you. If this thing was 49 bucks, I'd probably just do it out of obligation to my love of video games. But at 100 I just don't know if it's worth it. Well, what's interesting is that most of those games are already out, either in some back catalog, you can backward compatible the games on PS3. Like you can take an old PS1 game and you stick a PS3 play that they're, I feel, jumping on the whole... Nintendo's having a lot of success with these issuing of retro consoles, whether it's the NES or SNES, and they seem to be doing well, so why don't we try our hand at it? I mean, and try yeah, to make but what's wrong with fun. that? 
Like, oh, but people like nostalgia stuff. Let's make a nostalgia play of our own. People but, probably like that too. Oh, yeah. it's, no, it's, 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 it's totally, you know, it makes sense. It, it totally makes sense. But like Nintendo, they've been reissuing a lot of these games for. Yeah, they don't, people don't play them because, I don't know. I think there's two different reasons for playing them. One is you just want to play them. The other is you want the little thing that looks like the original thing, right? Oh, definitely. Definitely. Yeah, and that's what people are going to line up for. Again, I think it's a little pricey for that, but why not? Like, we're going to get this. Gen- there's a Genesis one that's planned. It's a little late right now. Got announced today. It was being delayed. Like, there's other stuff on the way. Your nostalgia for video games will be well served in 2018, 2019. I can promise you that. Google's launching Emergency Location Service, also known as ELS, on Android in the U.S. Virgin Islands and T-Mobile on the mainland with other carriers to follow. ELS uses GPS, Wi-Fi, mobile towers, and sensors to provide a more accurate location to emergency dispatchers. Works on all versions of Android 4.0 or newer and also doesn't require a soft software update by the user. So that's important, especially if it's an emergency. ELS is already available on Android in 14 other countries. Yeah, so it, it just is able to collect the sensor uh, data from the phone. It does not pass through Google servers. That's an important note as well. Uh, it is only sent if you activate an emergency call, 911, here in the U.S., uh, and it has where it has been used in other countries, it has proved to be a lifesaver uh, in situations. There's one Austrian uh, hiker, I think, uh, who broke his leg. And under the old system, they would have had a 900 square meter uh, area to look at. Instead, they had a 32 square meter area and they found him and he's fine now, whereas they might not have found him otherwise. So this is this is a big deal. Yeah, I like it. Uh, it seems like everybody uh, we're we're starting to see incremental services being added to our phones and our devices and our wearables that are a lot more granular now about specific needs. Like it's great that we have phones and they're cool that we have a little screen in our pocket and we're basically living in the future. But how about we really get in here and make them more smart about your health or more smart about emergency services or whatever it may be? And this this is a great step toward that. I like yeah. that a lot. Uh, Last week, the California Farm Bureau and the Far West Equipment Dealers, which represent John Deere, among others, signed an agreement regarding repairing farm equipment. This was uh, commented on by Wired Today, uh, Motherboard or Vice particular, or yeah, Motherboard is Vice. Motherboard had it last week. By 2021, according to this agreement, farmers will get access to service manuals, product guides, onboard diagnostics, and some other info. These are all things mostly that the Equipment Dealers Association voluntarily agreed to early this year. So they didn't give up anything. It's stuff they'd already said they were going to do. In exchange, farmers, the equipment's owners, agree not to reset immobilizer system and security modules. Those are the copyright protection settings. They agree not to reprogram control units or engine control modules, often the thing you need to do to fix something. They agree not to change settings that might negatively affect emissions or safety. They agree not to download or access source code for proprietary embedded software, which is sometimes necessary in order to modify your tractor to do something that you want it to. Meanwhile, the American Farm Bureau Federation, the National Corn Growers Association, and the National Farmers Union are all trying to work with the EFF to petition the U.S. Copyright Office to give farm equipment an exemption from the Digital Millennium Copyright Act, but taking California, which is... By some estimates, the largest uh, producer of farmed goods, certainly for for nuts and fruits, uh, out of the equation, you take a big 
influencer out of this, and it's going to be much harder for them to prevail, meaning it's going to be harder to repair your tractor in certain instances. If you're making, you're like a, you have a lemon grove in Arizona, and I, that's a bad example, but but something that's <laughs> cactus grove, cactus grove, <laughs> having and not having California there for your to negotiate with you or to be a part of your overall pressure, that's a huge ding. It's yeah. a little well, bit, it'd be like losing the entire the entirety of California as a population when it comes to other populist issues. It seems totally. bad. For yeah, it's a very influential voice at the table that will no longer be at the table because it signed this agreement, which didn't get anything new. Yeah. Now, you know, uh, in the, the, the equipment dealers have been trying to combat propaganda about this and saying, look, you know, this is a, this is going to let you still work on your equipment. Uh, it's going to help you do all kinds of things. And, and those concessions that they had already agreed to earlier this year were steps in the right direction. Uh, but having, having such a large Farm Bureau sort of stop the negotiations mean progress gets stopped. And it means that the companies uh, now have tighter control over farm equipment than in some cases music, the music industry has over the equipment you use to play back music. That's true. Well, you know what the future is? California is its own country. I'm calling it right now. And everyone rumbles about it and rumors about it. But here's your chance. You got all the farmer influence. You're ready to go. Split off. Become your own place. Oh, just stop. Just don't. <laughs> even. It's going to be harder for you to get bananas, Scott, but okay. Yeah, all right. All right. Uh, or almonds, particularly. <laughs> well, uh, Amazon is in the news. They By the launched- way, just to make it clear, no yeah. one in California believes that California is going to split off and be its own. No, of that is, is a bunch of crap. So of anyway, in case that wasn't clear, uh, that Scott yes. was joking. Onward to the next one. I'm always, yes, please keep your emails to yourself. I was absolutely kidding. Uh, Amazon launched the Alexa, excuse me, I don't want to say this wrong, the A-Word Gadgets Toolkit. You know what A-Word I'm talking about, folks. To help device makers connect with Amazon Echo through Bluetooth, the kit lets devices react to the wake word, you know that word, sync movements to the Echo speech, and respond when a timer has expired or an alar- alarm has been triggered. Uh, Amazon has partnered with toy maker Hasbro and big mouth Billy Bass maker Wowee. I mean, they make a lot of other stuff, but imagine like syncing up the movements of speech from the Echo with, I mean, big mouth Billy Bass is the is the case study for this. And it's probably going to be novelty items and toys, at least to begin with. Did anyone else think that the Billy Bass thing was no longer a thing you could even get? I was, I was a little surprised you can still buy those. Oh, yeah. I, 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 I never understood why they were funny in the first place. Because it's a big fish that sings to you, Sarah. What is but not to love about that? I don't, I'm sorry. It was right. slightly right. lost on me, but that is neither here nor there. Uh, it's, it's nice to know that Hasbro... <laughs> Has some options going forward. Well, and remember the the little lights uh, that Amazon made that sync up to video game playing. It was a little. Yeah. Art, it was it wasn't video games. It was a game that you could play like a trivia game. Uh, basically, Amazon's opening it up for third parties to make stuff like that. So if you're having a hard time imagining what this will be, Big Mouth Billy Bass is just one way to imagine how it would work. It's a fish that can move its mouth as if it's talking like the echo is. Uh, but, but there could be some other cool games and, 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 and implementations of this, but mostly toys. Yeah. Well, the Tron, the big central computer in Tron, what was the name of that thing? Was it just called the, the master-, master control unit? Master. Yeah. Was that it? I want a big face. I want a big projected face like that on a wall that will, that will talk when my echo talks. And I want it to be in the voice of that. 
Like you could get real you creative. Could totally do that. Yeah. Master it's Control the, Program. Uh, thank program. you. Program. Yeah. Right. MCP, well, not MCU. Right. It's not presaging the Marvel Cinematic Universe. <laughs> no. No, but the idea of being able to do some creative stuff and have some uh, more creative people than me come up with some great, great ways to do this could help Amazon continue to be strong in that market because later in the show we're going to talk more about how maybe that's not so true anymore. But uh, yeah, I, I love this idea. More more user uh, customization, please. Uh, Scott and Roger, I'm not totally positive you don't have Echo Shows, but I know Tom does. Yeah, think about this on some level. If you were asking the Echo Show, which had a video display, something that didn't require video to answer the question, what would be the face that you want talking back at you? Mm. Leonard Nimoy. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, wow. All right. But you'd have to synthesize his voice or sample it from old work, right? That's how you didn't get it. Well, Well, we all need to do that. You could already do that with the Echo Show. This new skills kit would let you have a 3D mask of Leonard Nimoy on the wall. His lips would move and talk to you. Yeah. Yeah. That's Hmm. not creepy at all. That's going to be hard to compete with. I'll also vote for Leonard Nimoy. I say Batman. (laughs) But which one? Any of them. I would probably take the. I would probably take the. Uh, is it Rockstar Games that created Arkham Asylum? Was it? Or, uh, Arkham Asylum was Rockstar. Oh, I forgot. Rock, but I, yeah, let's say it Bat, is Batman. Okay. All right. So just being a computer. Yeah, gen, computer generated Batman with Kevin Conroy, the voice of Batman. I'm all in. Roger now has my vote. Sorry, Tom. I've already left your platform. <laughs> Well, if you want to be further impressed, have I got the story for you. David Anderson of Rydberg Technologies is co-author of a paper posted to ARXIV describing an alternative to conventional antenna. Okay, It uses vapor cells filled with a gas of cesium atoms that are excited above their ground state, which makes them sensitive to radio waves. And then... As a user, you can zap them with a laser light and saturate them in a way that makes other laser beams pass through. Radio waves affect the process and cause the second laser beam to flicker. Then measuring the flickers receives the signal. And since it's all optical, it won't get fried by solar flares or other electromagnetic interference. Yeah. So the upshot of this, right, is that you have an antenna that is more resistant to interference uh, potentially could be smaller, although right now the equipment you need to do to have to, to operate backup systems makes it really, really bulky. So eventually this thing is going to end up in ships and cars before it ends up in your phone. But maybe someday, I mean, atomic clocks in the 50s were super big and now we can have them in our bedside table clocks. So this could be this could improve reception quite a bit, which we haven't made a lot of progress with in the last several decades. Big, big stuff. Thank you, David Anderson. Hey, folks, if you want to get all the tech headlines each day in about five minutes, be sure to subscribe to DailyTechHeadlines.com. Okay, we got two studies to talk about today. Strategy Analytics uh, estimates Google's Home Mini uh, is now topping the charts, shipping 2.3 million units in Q2 worldwide, making it the most popular smart speaker model number. Uh, Amazon's Echo Dot is number two, just behind with 2.2 million and 18% of the market. That's followed by the Amazon Echo itself. Uh, Alibaba's Tmall Genie is in number four. And Google Home, the full Google Home, is number five. Also, an e-marketer study projects that Amazon's ad business is on the rise. It's one of the fastest growing ad businesses out there, $4.6 billion, making it, if this estimate is correct, the third biggest digital ad platform in the U.S. 
Amazon would still only take 4.15% of the market. That nudges it in front of Microsoft's 4.05%, well behind Facebook's 20.5% or Google's 37.14%. And just to round out the five, Oath, good old Oath, Verizon's Oath, Yahoo and AOL, back there in fifth at 3.32%, which is probably... Uh, why they not far behind Microsoft really, but yes, a a small fraction of the market. So Amazon's on the rise, uh, shooting into Google's space with ads, Google on the rise, shooting into one of Amazon's spaces in smart speakers. Granted the ad business way more lucrative at this point than the smart speaker business, but I found the parallel interesting here. Yeah. Uh, What's it? Yeah, what's interesting is it was. I was saying this pre-show or earlier when we were prepping the show. It's just fun to see this juxtaposition of uh, one company who's known for ads as their primary method of revenue to start to make such big inroads in the in the uh, this home market of speakers, smart speakers, and that sort of thing in a relatively short amount of time. I mean, it is Google; it's a big name. They expected to do well, but. I'm a little surprised by it. I kind of thought Amazon had that locked down. And so to see them swoop in and and take a bunch of market share is interesting. And on the other hand, seeing a company like Amazon inch their way above behemoths like Microsoft in the ad race is super interesting. The one big difference here is this puts them nowhere near Google in terms of ad revenue. But it's no small feat for a store that, you know, used to sell books and that was it. Yeah, don't forget when we're talking about Amazon ad sales, yeah, we're talking about Twitch. Right. <laughs> we're, you know, we're we're talking about uh, platform ads uh, and 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 things like that. There are there are some of those that that show up on on actual uh, Amazon.com for certain. Uh, but whenever you're out and about and you see that ad space uh, that has your Amazon purchases in it, that's part of this too. So uh, it's not it's it's the businesses they own. Uh, Comixology, Goodreads, Audible, etc. In addition to good old fashioned Amazon, the store. Yeah, yeah. Before the show, I I made a comment. You know, you guys sort of said, "Ah, oh, Sarah, you don't know what you're talking about." But yeah, I was saying when we talk about smart speakers, and at CES almost a year ago now, it was all about Google Home uh, um, uh, assistance being built into a variety of of speakers and products, and that was a huge push. So it's not surprising that they're is 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 more of that but google home mini actually being the the highest shipper of just smart speaker worldwide units tells me okay well you know people really want these and they want the cheapest one Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I well, what you had said is you only ever hear people talking about Amazon, and 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 I was the yes, jerk who was the, like, no, I I hear plenty of people talking about Google, but I do, I, I, I still I still do feel that way, yeah. and I think it's half of it is because of yes, the A that shall not be named, it's it's become sort of ubiquitous. It's our Q-tip or our Kleenex kind of thing. It's like, oh, it means you know a smart speaker, right? Yeah, yeah. But 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 in reality, it's actually it's actually Google and certainly other companies who are making inroads. Amazon is not. Uh, is 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 going to their their market share will continue to erode as long as there are other smart speakers that do things and the Google uh, Voice Assistant certainly at least on Chrome is is better than anything that yeah she, when, the when A it, name has given me or Siri either the interesting thing for me as a user of these kinds of devices and I do like them um, but I found that I don't use them for the things I think Amazon and even Google thought I might use them for more I use them mostly for music. And quick questions about simple stuff, like a couple of podcasts, like it's really, it's mostly an audio kind of experience that I have with these devices. And so sound matters to me. The idea of 
only having a mini Google Home Mini or a Dot from Amazon and that's all you've got seems crazy to me, but the numbers bear that out. Like what people are clearly using these for are only are, are, are is accomplished with the smaller devices. Well, the Google I mean, Home Mini sounds way better than the Echo Dot. I mean, the Dot is really meant to be plugged into another speaker. The Mini speaker is not bad. I mean, it's not audiophile quality, but it's it's pretty good. Yeah, if it's pretty good, then that may be the next way I go. Like I am starting to feel that feeling of this is irrational, but I have this feeling of like, well, what are these? What do these Google Home people know that I don't know? How come that's picked up <laughs> popularity? Like I they- just set one up. Uh, this weekend at the new place and it was super easy to set up and boy as a Google Play Music subscriber was it nice to be like oh my playlists are there they're not there on the Echo Uh, that's nice although it's because one walled garden versus another right that I happen to be in my Google Photos are uh, really hard to get over into the Amazon and the Amazon Photos will be hard to get over in the Google etc so none of this is, is helping that but yeah it's it's interesting to see I think there's a couple of things to keep in mind here. One is when you're the market leader like Amazon, you're bound to lose market share because they were so far ahead of the market. The Echo's been out for years now. The other thing is Google gave away a lot of homes. I don't know how much of a difference that makes here, but because the Dot and the Mini are so close, I have to believe that is the reason it's in front, uh, not that people have picked it yet. I'm not saying they won't. But they there were there were a lot of giveaways, a lot of if you buy the smartphone, you get a free home mini. There were a lot of pop ups where they were just giving away home minis. So that makes up a significant enough amount, given the fact that these are only point one billion away from each other or point one million away from each other. Yeah. And, and you know, if if Google continues to 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 gain market share, then that's really smart on their part. Yeah, these are shipping yeah, numbers. Yeah. It's not necessarily someone who is like, I want the mini. That's what I've done. I've done all my research and that's the one that I want. Get it for free. Get used to the ecosystem. Then you're more inclined to buy a sound bar, you know, that works with it later yeah. on. And then it doesn't matter so much that it might not be the best audio quality. Before we move on, I want to throw this out. And and this is as much to the audience to write in with their opinions uh, as to hear you guys. It is interesting that we see Google competing directly with Amazon in a market that doesn't include Apple or Microsoft, right? Uh, that we see Amazon moving up towards a market. I know their numbers low now, but they're they're rising very fast into a market that was been dominated by Facebook and Google for for several years now. We all talk about how there's too many silos, right? There's too many monopolies, but these companies are competing with each other. It's not that Amazon has the retail market and nobody else stays in it, and it's not that Google has the ad market and nobody else gets in it. We're seeing a form of competition. How how important do you think that is? Does it does it make a difference in when we're talking about sort of the antitrust uh, or even just on a personal level that these companies are too big aspect of stuff? Well, it does. I mean, it makes a huge difference to me. Like I'm I'm thrilled every time Google and it's usually Google, it feels like. But I'm, I'm always thrilled every time Google swoops in and goes, ah, new market that we didn't exactly innovate in, but we're now going to uh, or we didn't invent, but now we're going to innovate within it. And I, I get excited because what it means is. Apple, as an example, had to work harder to, to keep people faithful to their platform. The same goes for uh, this. Like I would, I would really like to see Amazon respond to these kind of numbers in some really meaningful, cool way. And uh, I don't think there's ever a problem with that. The only time it becomes kind of a problem is when somebody comes in, like Google, and they just soak it all up to the point that they are now 
untouchable and you're not really competing with them at all. And you might say that's true in the ad space, although I don't know, Facebook may have something to say about that, but yeah, competition's good, man. Always makes people innovate, but let us know what you guys think. Uh, is it like, doesn't matter. They're still too big or like Scott, like, Hey, that's real competition. And we like it. Feedback at dailytechnewsshow.com. Well, thanks to everybody who participates in our subreddits. We can always hear you. Submit stories and vote on them at dailytechnewsshow.reddit.com and facebook.com slash groups slash dailytechnewsshow. Well, the mailbag keeps on coming in. What's in it today? Oh, well, yeah, we got a lot of uh, feedback on our discussion yesterday, which almost seemed a little silly at the time, but it's smart microwaves and the idea of what you can do with, with home appliances now that we're getting used to the idea of talking to them as we, we uh, a lot more than we were a couple of years ago, even Briggle had a, a great microwave smart assistant potential use case from that discussion yesterday says some frozen meals have instructions like defrost at 30% power and then stir, then cook on high for one minute. What if a company like Amazon via Whole Foods, which of course Amazon owns now sold a frozen meal where you just say, cook that turkey dinner. And then it knows all those steps to take and prompts you by voice to maybe stir or flip over or whatever else is needed. You wouldn't have to read the directions. Yeah. I hadn't thought about that part of it. Like the things where you have to stop halfway and stir, the echo could tell you, Hey, uh, time, time to stir. I've, you know, stop the microwave go, go over and do that. So yeah, yeah. That's, that's kind of cool. I, mean, yeah. I would, I, I'm, I'm not afraid of, not even complicated recipes, but a recipe that has multiple steps, but it does require a fair amount of, okay, if I haven't done it before now, now what do I do to have somebody who's basically my, my, my cooking teacher be like, and now you do this. Okay. Got it. Right. Yes. I've got that prepared. I knew I was going to have to do that ahead of time, but the timing of it is actually um, not just for microwaves, but cooking in general. Love that idea. I like that a lot. My wife uh, got a, we got her a sous vide for our anniversary and, uh, she loves the wireless aspect part of it. So we could go to a movie or something. Something's cooked for an hour and a half and she wants it to end at an hour 45 and she can remotely do that with her phone. Like she's super into that kind of stuff. That's different than having your voice assistant talk you through something. But I think more and more of this stuff's going to come together in that way. And she is, she for one would love that sort of integration. So a hundred percent behind them. Yeah, and more of these use cases that we hear about, the more I think, you know, it gets the juices flowing. Oh, yeah. Sous vide juices, if you will. Thanks to Scott Johnson for being with us, uh, helping us uh, get through this wonderful show on this wonderful Wednesday. Scott, what's been going on? Not a whole lot. If you uh, like daily shows like this one, you might be interested in my daily morning show that happens right here uh, on the Frog Pants Network, which you can find at frogpants.com. It's called The Morning Stream, and it happens every Monday through Thursday at 9 a.m. Mountain Time, and uh, we love doing it. So if you're like, man, I could use another daily dose of stuff, please do. And know that on Wednesdays, Tom comes on and does a little tech briefing in the morning and has for years now, and it's fantastic. So you want more Tom, you want more daily, and you want just good fun. Um, come check it out. That's over at frogpants.com. Good, today. clean, wholesome fun. Yeah, you get a little preview uh, of Scott and me on, on Wednesdays at the morning stream. Go check it out, folks. Uh, thank you, everybody who's been supporting us on Patreon, especially to the seven people who answered the call and have gotten us closer to our monthly goal of one more patron than last month. Uh, we were about 10 away. We're now three away. So we need four more of you. 
to get into the tent uh, for just a dollar. And there's all kinds of cool stuff that, that you can take part in uh, when you're a patron, as well as just knowing that you're directly supporting the show uh, and you have chosen to support the show, not letting someone or something else support it for you. So go check it out. Patreon.com slash DTNS. Just need four more of you. We love your feedback. Feedback at dailytechnewsshow.com. You can write in with questions, comments, sometimes even send photos. We love those too. We're live Monday through Friday at 4.30 p.m. Eastern, 2030 UTC. Find out more at dailytechnewsshow.com slash live. Back tomorrow with Justin Robert Young. Talk to you then. This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Get more at frogpants.com. Diamond Club hopes you have enjoyed this program. <laughs> Botox Cosmetic, botulinum Toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to Amazon.com slash news ad free. That's Amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads.